Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to start Hebrews chapter 2. We'll probably finish it up in the next podcast, but uh, in when we started Hebrews chapter 1, the author of Hebrews establishes the fact that Jesus is better than the angels. And I don't, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, I don't know what was going on. Uh, if they were worshiping angels, if they were just looking to angels for help or whatever, I don't know. But he is trying to establish the fact that Jesus is better than the angels and how they need to, to focus on Jesus and not angels. And he establishes the fact, he does this groundwork to show that Jesus is deity, that he is God and he is now seated at the Father's right hand in the place of power, in a place of authority, in a place of honor. And they give several uh, facts to back up their claim that Jesus is better than the angels. And this theme is going to continue in chapter 2. And at the end of chapter 1, the author, uh, he ends the chapter, or they end the chapter, because we don't know who the author is, uh, technically. Um, so I may just refer to the author as he by mistake. And, I mean, it is what it is. But he ends chapter 1 by saying, Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. Now, when the Bible was being written, it didn't have chapters and verses. That, that was put in not too long ago, too long ago by, by someone who, you know, it, it's really convenient for us to be able to say, Hey, it's in this book, it's in this chapter, and it's in this verse. So it's it's really for our convenience. But when when if you look at the original uh, copies of the manuscripts, it, it's just one big run-on sentence. It goes on and on and on and on and on, and so it would just have this natural flow. And so unfortunately, there's a, a chapter break between chapters one and two. And but the the idea with these two chapters, they they actually continue. Uh, to keep going with this thought about Jesus being better than the angels and how they should be focusing on Jesus. Uh, and you're going to see that the, the, the book of Hebrews is written to people who are following Jesus, and we'll talk more about this later, but they were being discouraged because of persecution, and uh, they, they were basically walking away from Jesus. And so the theme of his book, and you'll see this right right off the bat here in chapter 2, uh, is to say, hey, you need to focus on Jesus and stick with Jesus. Don't don't leave Jesus because uh, that, that's a dangerous situation to be in. And we'll talk more about that on down the road. Um, but at the end of chapter 1, he's saying, therefore, the angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. And, and since chapter 1 ends with a definitive statement, that definitive statement, Chapter 2 then starts with a, a kind of like a, a, of a transition. Kind of like this, it would say, Since angels are servants who minister to those who will inherit salvation, we must listen carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. Um, and that's how he starts off chapter 2. And, and a question that, um, that I have is, what is truth? 
And that was a, a, a the very question that Pilate asked Jesus because if we need to know what truth is in order not to drift away from the truth, right? And so uh, Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? But what Pilate didn't realize was truth was standing right before his very eyes. He, he, he could literally see Jesus standing there who is truth. And he, he was having a conversation with the standard of truth, God in the flesh. Um, but the problem with truth today is that it, it, it's like everybody seems to have their own truth. Uh, you know, you, and, and we may think that in our head, but just because we think something is true, you know, what's true to me is not necessarily true to you. you that's what we hear people say today. I have my own truth. You have your own truth. Well, th th that's not that's not necessarily true because uh, in reality, there is a standard. There is an absolute truth that that we have to go by. There, there is literally a measuring stick of truth. The spoiler alert, I guess, is what I'm trying to think of, is is uh, we fall short of that standard. Romans 3.23 says we all fall short of the glory of God because of sin. But um, God is the standard for absolute truth. Uh, he, and here, here's a good example uh, how people think or say, okay, I, you may have your truth, but I have my truth. Well, here, here's a good example. And, and, and I'm just taking what's really going on in, in our society in, in the United States right now as, as the example. God, who is the standard for absolute truth, says that he created male and female. Therefore, there is no transgender from the very beginning. God made a male with the male body parts, and he made a female with the female body parts and he did that for a reason because they are to come together as one flesh and they are to procreate they are to have babies and, and have children and multiply the earth that's exactly what he told adam and eve and and and, and there's a reason why god made a male and he made a female there was no transgender that that transgender is man-made it's a man-made idea we, uh, because <laughs> we have our own truth. I, 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 people say I identify as a female or I, I identify as a male or, and, and, and you have to honor that. And, and the, <clears throat> the colleges have come up with like 70 different pronouns for people. No, it's he, she, him, her, they. I mean, it, it, th that's all there is. But you can come up with all that you want, and you can call somebody whatever you want to, and you can say, I identify as this or that. I mean, there, there was one person who uh, said they identified as a cat, and, and the teacher refused to acknowledge that that person was a cat and speak to that person like a cat, and they got fired from their job. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. You are not a cat. You are a human being with a, with a soul. Uh, that, that is on destin uh, on on a destination of either hell or heaven. And, you know that's a that that's their choice. That, you know, just because you can make the sounds like a purring cat does not mean that you are a cat. I mean, people are 
out of their minds with this stuff. But but see, they, they say, well, this is my truth, and this is what I identify with. And 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 here's a here's a better example. And I heard uh, John MacArthur uh, say this in a sermon uh, on a podcast this week. He said, just because you put a dress on a pig does not make that pig a female. It's still a pig. And I'll add a little bit to what he says. It's still you can cut that pig open, and you can fry bacon from it. You can uh, you can bake the ham from it. It's still a pig. It's still going to produce bacon. It's still going to produce ham, or barbecue, whatever. It's a pig. It's not a female. You can call it a female just because you put a dress on it, but that does not make it true. It's still a pig. And if, if we are born as a, a male with male body parts, guess what? You're a male. If, if you're born with female body parts, guess what? You are a female. That is absolute truth. Now, I know that there's some genetics that, that uh, get messed up every now and then. And, and, and on occasions, there's somebody that is uh, uh, born with both body parts. And, and that's way beyond my comprehension to, to deal with that kind of stuff. But... The reality the in 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 the basics of it is God, who is the standard of truth, absolute truth, says that he created male and he created female. Now you can have your own truth. He gives you that right. He he gives you the the freedom of choice. And you can call yourself whatever you want to, and you can identify with whatever you want to. You can come up with a hundred more different pronouns and you can call yourself transgender and you can call yourself whatever. I don't care. But the reality of it is there is a standard of truth whether you choose to believe it or not. Uh, and, and that standard never changes. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change and neither does his truth. Now, the dictionary defines truth like this. Number one, the true or actual state of the matter, conformity with fact or reality, variety or verity, uh, the truth of a statement, a verified or indisputable fact, proposition, principle, or the like, like mathematical truths. Two plus two is four every time. Uh, the state of character or being true, actuality or actual existence, an obvious or accepted fact, uh, the basic truths of life, agreement with a standard or original, accuracy as of position or adjustment. Now take that word accuracy uh, for a second. Uh, it means it's true, it's accurate. Um, I used to build houses uh, when when I was preaching full time, I was most of the time I was bivocational because I was preaching in smaller churches, and to make ends meet, uh, that's what I did on the side. And when we would build these houses, we used a tool. Uh, we, we would be up high on on the roof line or something to get a measurement because we wanted the true measurement. We wanted an accurate measurement, and so we would drop what they call a plumb bob, a plumb line. It was just a, a, a weight on a string and you drop this heavy weight down and, and once you drop it and, and somebody would go and steady it because it was swinging for a minute, but once it settled down and that thing was 
absolutely steal, you you could put a, a little point on the ground on the floor of the house and you can make all kind of measurements from that point and it would be perfectly accurate. You could make uh, um, uh, measurements from the string because the string was absolutely straight. It was absolutely perpendicular. And therefore, you can make measurements off that string and know that your walls are perfectly straight. They, the, the measurements are perfectly accurate as long as you made the right measurement all the way around. For example, if you drop the plumb bob and that string is straight and, and you mark a spot on the floor and you measure out five feet all the way around that, that plumb bob, you measure out five feet, you're going to have a perfect circle with what a, a, a five foot radius. Um, so everything that is measured from the plumb line, it's going to be straight. It's going to be accurate. It, it's going to be perfectly level. Now, if you go off the plumb bob and just start measuring willy nilly, then your house is going to be crooked. The walls are going to be crooked. Nothing's going to be level. Nothing's going to be plumb. Nothing's going to be accurate. The windows are going to have a hard time opening and closing. Your doors are going to have a hard time opening and closing. And you know what I'm talking about. If your house has settled some and you've got that door when you try to open it and it sticks and it's because your house is settled. It's not, it's not uh, no longer plumb. It's, it's crooked. And, and, and that's the way a, a, a lot of people's lives are because <clears throat> they they get away from God's standard of truth because we have our own truth. We have our own ideas of what truth is. You can't tell me what uh, what's what's true to you is true to me because I have my own truths, and, and therefore our lives are just as crooked as could be. When God sets the standard, and we don't measure our lives from His Word, which is what the standard is, the absolute truth, then we're crooked. We're sinful people, you know, and, 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 and so my goal is to encourage you and myself to look at the standard and, and measure our lives off the standard. In Isaiah 28, verse 17, God, through Isaiah, says to, to his people, Israel, he says, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. Hell will sweep away your refuge, H-A-I-L, that kind of hell, will sweep away your refuge, the lie, and water will overflow your hiding place. Um, I took this from, um, what I'm about to read you, I took it from gotquestions.org because it sums everything up pretty well. And uh, they use Amos 7, 7 through 8, which is very good. It says, this is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, What do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, Look, I am setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. And when God said he was setting a plumb line among his people, he was declaring an end to their attempts to justify their crooked ways then that just that just it just fits so well in our day and time what do you see amos a plumb line i replied then the lord said look i'm setting a plumb line i i'm setting the standard this is what everything should be measured from this plumb line my plumb line and and uh, and i'm setting a plumb line among my people israel 
I will spare them no longer. And when God said he was setting a plumb line among his people, he was declaring an end to their attempts to justify their crooked ways. And you look what's going on in our world today, especially in these United States, and with this going on with Roe versus Wade and, and people painting on their bellies, uh, this is not a baby. This is this is not uh, a child, uh, and, and, and people just having fits because they want to murder their children. I mean, it, it's it's sickening when we see uh, people, women identifying as men and men identifying as women, and 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 you, these transgenders who are going into uh, having these uh, talks or, or putting on shows for. Uh, kindergartners it, it, it's absolutely sickening and, and 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 what is sickening is we're letting it happen we just sit by and let it go on and say nothing about it and we just shake our head and say how terrible is that no it, it, it's sickening it, it's gross and 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 we ought to be ashamed as a, a christian people as as god's people as the church for sitting by the wayside over the past 30 to 40 years and letting it get this bad. And it all started when we started taking prayer out of school. And we just sat by and let it happen. And now it, it, it's it's like out of control. And, and, and it's exactly what was going on with Israel. And, and, and the standard has not changed. God's, God has dropped the plumb line. His word is absolute truth. He is the measuring stick. And he says, look, I'm, I'm setting a plumb line among my people, and I'm declaring an end to their attempts to justify their cro crooked ways. And this is what uh, gotquestions.org says about it. He says, uh, the Lord was setting the standard. God does not negotiate his laws. He does not change with the whims of culture. Numbers 23, 19. God's moral law is the plumb line against which we determine right and wrong. John 17, 17. Just as a carpenter's plumb line is not subject to the opinions or the frustration of the worker, so God's moral standards are not subject to the opinions of man. Wise people are those who line up their lives according to God's plumb line rather than trying to move it to satisfy their own agendas and and that just hits the nail on the head right there the reason why we choose to ref, to refuse to look at at the standard of absolute truth god's word or god himself is because we want to do our own thing we are selfish we don't care about what god says we don't care about what god wants just like the lady that, that's on uh, the videos going around on Twitter right now, where she's talking about the Bible being a, a mythical book, and 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 she's using the Lord's name in vain, and talking about how she doesn't care about God, she doesn't care about Christianity, she doesn't care about what God's word says. What she doesn't understand is she's going to face God someday, just like we all will. Everybody will. The Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if we don't make that decision to follow Jesus while we're still alive on this earth, after we confess him and bow our knee before him, he's going to tell us to take a hike because we didn't have a relationship with him. And, he's, and we're going to be sent into an everlasting punishment to in a place called hell that was originally created for the devil and his angels. But the Bible says that those whose names are not found written in the book of life they're going to have their place 
in eternal torment. We choose to go there. God doesn't send anybody there. We choose to either reject Jesus or accept Jesus. And the reason why we choose to reject Jesus is because we're selfish and we want to do our own thing. We want to satisfy our own agendas and we see it going on rampantly in our society today. John 8.32 says, And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 17, 17, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. John 1, 14 uh, says, and the word, that's Jesus, the word, the logos, became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only son from the father full of grace and truth. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Then in John 1.17, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, who was God in the flesh. And we talked about that in the in the past two uh, podcasts. God is the standard for truth. God is the standard of truth. Jesus was God in the flesh. God revealed himself to man through Jesus. He was literally a walking plumb line. And guess what? Like I said a while ago, we all fall short and we're crooked. Romans 3.23 says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's right. There's only one perfect person that's ever walked this earth, and that is Jesus And the reason why he never sinned is because he could be our once and for all sacrifice for our sin. Through him, through Jesus, the standard of truth, uh, because he is truth, our sin debt has been paid and we can be forgiven. Through the blood of Jesus, our crookedness is made straight. Only through Jesus. And there is no other way to be saved regardless of what you think or what you have been taught. Acts 4.12 says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And that's the message the Hebrew author is telling his readers. This is what he says to start chapter 2. He says, So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think that we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. Now, just a few things to consider in going backwards. Number one, the message of the gospel was confirmed by signs and wonders and miracles and gifts by the Holy Spirit whenever God chose. We see that all through the book of Acts. And you can go back, and and I covered the book of Acts very thoroughly. You can go back and listen to those podcasts. But we see uh, the, the the apostles and the disciples they're 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 going and they're preaching about Jesus the death burial and resurrection of Jesus and then they're working miracles to uh, confirm that message and and 
And, and that's what the Hebrew author is saying here. And here's the thing. You can ignore the message because God gives you that choice. But if we make the choice to ignore salvation, then you've got to understand there's coming a day uh, when, when you're going to pay the price. You will pay the consequences of, of that choice of rejecting Jesus' sacrifice for your sins. And the, the third thing I want to cover real fast is keep in mind that there is a standard, whether you choose to believe that or not. There is a standard of truth, and Jesus has revealed the standard of truth to us because he was God in the flesh. And our goal should be to be like Jesus as much as possible. Will we still sin? Absolutely. Will we still fall short? Yes. But there's a difference between uh, sinners that are lost and sinners that are saved because the, we're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Our past sins, our present sins, our future sins, as long as we're striving to be like Christ and walking with Christ on a daily basis, our sins are washed whiter than snow. But what happens if we don't listen to the truth? Well, according to the author then, we, we can drift away, which means two things. Number one, before somebody can drift away, they had to be there in the first place, meaning these people have accepted Jesus, talking about his audience, they have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they were striving to live like Jesus, who is the standard of truth. And the second thing is, they can drift away from the standard, and that's very dangerous. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and uh, this guy was talking about how uh, he and his wife had come up in their boat to the dock, and they both got out of the boat, and he was thinking that his wife was tying the boat down, and his wife was thinking that he was tying the boat down. So guess what? The boat didn't get tied down, and uh, they kind of walked on away from the boat. It's not tied down, and it, a few minutes later, uh, they happened to notice their boat was gone. And he looked out into the in, into the uh, I believe it's the ocean, uh, whatever. But out in the water, his boat was way uh, far away. And he literally had to run and jump into the water and swim out to his boat and rescue his boat because it had drifted away from the dock. Uh, because the dock is stationary. It's not going anywhere. It's concreted in the ground way down deep into that water. And so if, you, if he would have tied the boat to the dock, his boat would have stayed right there. But since he didn't tie his boat to the dock, the waves just took the current of the water <laughs> just took his boat on out into uh, the distant uh, uh, ocean. And he had to, to, to jump in and to uh, rescue his boat. Well, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's the same thing uh, with us and Jesus. Jesus is stationary. He never changes he is the Petra. He is the immovable stone. He is the chief stone, a uh, cornerstone that the builders rejected. Uh, the cornerstone was what they used back then. They would put a, the cornerstone in, and everything was built off that cornerstone. And Jesus is the cornerstone that our salvation or the church is uh, actually uh, built on. And Jesus never changes. What's true with Jesus yesterday is still true today. His plumb line never changes. It is the standard we use to measure by. He is that immovable stone. He is the chief cornerstone that everything is built on top of. And to reject Jesus is to reject God. And to, reject, 
and to reject Jesus is to reject truth, no matter if you think you have your own truth or not. Or what is true for you is not true for me. You're being deceived and you're on very dangerous ground. And if you're following Jesus, keep in mind that on a daily basis, the truth is just keep in mind that tie your rope to this standard of truth so that you, like the boat, don't drift away. Now, Paul says it like this in Romans 13, 11 through 14. He says, and do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual, sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, and here's the key, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. So <clears throat> what we're going to see as we continue through the book of Hebrews is the author is writing to his readers because they, they're doing just that. They're, they're drifting away like this man's boat. And, and, and the author is encouraging them to keep their eyes on Jesus, to keep their boat, if you will, tied to that immovable stone so they don't drift away. Because if you drift away from Jesus, man, you're, you're, that's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. And that's why he's going to say, and I believe it's in Hebrews 10, he says, there's, there's, if, if we walk away from Jesus, there remains no more sacrifice for our sins. And that's, that's dangerous, very, very dangerous. So uh, the reason why I'm here doing these podcasts is, is so that you and I would be encouraged to keep our eyes on Jesus, to keep our boat tied to that immovable stone so that we do not drift away because if you think about it i mean christians today we're tired we're weary for all kinds of reason a variety of reasons and and it's easy to drift away and so i i just want to encourage you uh to be uh, uh to be um vigorous with your faith and 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 concentrate on jesus get in the word of god that is the standard of truth the absolute truth and, and, and renew your relationship with Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and to strengthen your faith and, and, and to tie your boat to the immovable stone. And if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ today, and, and, and you may not even believe in any of this, and you may think what I'm saying is just a bunch of baloney, and, and you have that right, and that's fine. Uh, but just, just know that if you die without the blood of Jesus Christ washing away your sins, you're going to have hell to pay. I mean, I can't put it any nicer. Uh, if you reject Jesus and you die without the blood of Jesus Christ washing away your sins, there are there, there's no second chances. You will still stand before God one day. You will still bow your knees before Jesus, and you will still confess Him as Lord and Savior. And you're going to be sitting there thinking the whole time, I, I, I should have listened, but I was selfish. I, I had my own truths, and I was doing my own thing when I, I should have listened to what those people who are called Christians were saying I thought they were nuts. I thought they were crazy because I didn't think this stuff was real. But guess what? One day there will be a reality for you and you will see that the standard of truth existed and his plumb line never wavered. And if we're not measuring our lives off that plumb line, it's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Give your life to Jesus today. If you if you have any questions about anything I've said, if you have any questions about the Bible, about God, about the Holy Spirit, about Jesus, 
please email me at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com and I will get back with you quickly. If you have, if you want to know how to be safe, please email me and I will put you in, I will help you myself if you're local or I will put you uh, with somebody in your area that can answer any questions that you have. God bless you. Thanks for hanging out with me today and I look forward to seeing you uh, back when we finish Hebrews chapter 2. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.